This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 126, Comic Talk, Solicitations for DC and Marvel from March 2014. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 126. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. And today's episode is a Comic Talk episode devoted to the uh, solicitations for March 2014 for both DC Comics and Marvel Comics that were released earlier in this week. Um, this is our uh, regular, even-numbered, uh, non-reviews episode. Uh, usually coming coming out anywhere from Thursday to Friday, uh, sometimes Saturday. This week we're coming out a little bit early, uh, sorry, a lot later. It's uh, Sunday the 15th as I'm recording this. Um, just looking ahead to the future, we have our reviews episode coming up in about two days on the 17th. Uh, following from there, it is uh, likely going to be um, a bit of a Star Trek-themed episode uh, with frequent guest of the show, Tibor Mate. And then moving on from there, we're going to have a reviews episode for probably going up around the 23rd, 24th of December. And then uh, the episode that will be going up the week after, just of Christmas uh, will either be a Talking Hero Clicks episode with Nathan Strzok, um, or something else we come up with. Um, it might actually just be me talking about random stuff. I'm not really sure what the schedule is going to be, but uh, it might have a, an episode with, with uh, Mr. Strook. It may not. Anyways, uh, jumping into uh, the solicitations, let's talk about DC Comics first. Um, so I'm just going off, for, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm just going through the solicitation the copy that's uh, available at newsrama.com for the uh, DC solicitations for 2014. And I'm just going to be kind of flipping through, looking at highlights, things I'm looking forward to, things, you know, that are at least catch my eye or interesting. Um, first up, we got, uh, let's see, Forever Evil number seven. So I guess we got the uh, the big ending to the Forever Evil storyline. Uh, it feels like it's been going on a while already, and it's only had like what, two or three issues. Uh, so the fact that it keeps going to March seems like really, really long. Um, but I guess it's just the way it goes. Um I'm wondering what who's this mysterious hooded man is going to be as much as anyone else, but if it actually gets up to issue 7 and we still don't know, that seems a little long uh, to be going there. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Lex Luthor going up against the CSA, etc. Um, so I'm interested enough. Um, Justice League 29, another Forever Evil tie-in. Um, and we have, um, I guess, the Crime Syndicate up against uh, Cyborg. And that, I guess, could be interesting. I don't care enough about, I guess, Vic, say, uh, sorry, Vic Stone in the uh, the New 52 uh, to really care. But I guess it could be interesting him going up against Grid. Uh, the cover is definitely weird because I guess it has the metal, the metal Men are in there. But the Metal Men look like the Justice League for the purposes of this, I guess, cover. Um, I don't know. I'm interested enough, but not overly interested. Uh, it's by Jeff Johns and Ivan Reyes, so at least it's consistent in their creative team. Uh, then you have Justice League of America, which has uh, the fate of the Justice League revealed. Will Manhunter and Stargirl be long enough to learn the truth? Um, I don't know. This sounds like solicitation copy for most recent issues. Uh, I find that the recent issues of JLA have been really slow uh, plotting. Uh, the last two issues were, felt like they were the same issue. Uh, we just saw a lot of the same stuff repeated. So we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I'd like Eddie Barrow as an art. Uh, Matt Kent, I don't know a lot about his writing style. Um, it could be good, but I don't know. I, I feel like Justice League of America has never really been able to establish a firm identity. Like, it started as just being the team set up to stop the Justice League, which obviously led into the Trinity War. But then the Trinity War ended up being something completely different and weird that led into Forever Evil. And so I just feel like once this is all over, what is the JLA's real identity as a, as a book? Um, it's weird to have more than one, more than one JL title even in existence. I mean, yes, Justice League Dark's been around a while now, too, but that's not really a real Justice League. The fact they even call it Justice League Dark seems suspect. Having two Justice Leagues at once is just kind of an odd thing to have. Um, Obviously, it's happened in the past when you had Justice League International and Justice League of America, but that, again, that was totally different focuses. Here you have Justice League and Justice League of America, and there hasn't been a lot of differences in focus, but we'll see. Uh, you have the sixth issue of Forever Eagle, sorry, Forever Eagle, Forever Evil Argus. Um, um, it apparently leads into Forever Evil Seven. I didn't really like the last issue I read of uh, Argus, so I'm probably, I'm thinking I may not stick around to kind of see how it goes, but we'll see. I mean, it looks like all the Forever Evil tie-ins basically do help lead into Forever Evil Seven, but I'm sure they do that in various different ways. 
Um, the Arkham War, I'm a little bit more interested in, but again, I, I think the last issue wasn't quite what I was expecting from it. But we'll see what the big finale is like in issue 6, coming out of March. Uh, then you got Forever Evil Rogue Rebellion, probably one of the few that I'm actually more interested in. Um, just because I like the Rogues and Brian Bucciolato is writing it, so it gives it some internal consistency from what we've been having over in the Flash book. Uh, although, I guess, no, I guess he's still on it for a little while. I mean, he's doing, a, I guess, an encore without Francis Manipole. Uh, if Trinity of Sin, the Phantom Stranger 17, I am shocked that it is that it is still going. Like, it's 17 issues for Phantom Stranger? That's impressive. In this, in this day and age when Mr. Terrific can't go more than six issues, but somehow Phantom Stranger can, that's just mind-boggling. Um, it continues the Forever Evil Blight storyline, which I haven't been, I guess, I don't know if it started or not, but it doesn't interest me at all, so I haven't really bothered even looking at it. Constantine 12 continues the Forever Evil Blight, so, I mean, talk about taking a bunch of low-selling books that aren't really doing that great and tying them all together. It seems like an odd choice. Because Constantine's at issue 12. You have Trinity of Sin, Pandora at number 9. Uh, I originally thought that was a miniseries, so I'm surprised it's even still going. Then you have Justice League Dark, uh, ending the Forever Evil Blight storyline. Um, uh, it's at issue 29, and I guess DeMatteis is writing uh, Phantom Stranger and Justice League Dark, and you have Ray Fox writing Pandora and Constantine, so at least you have some consistency there. Uh, I just don't, don't much care. Uh, then you have Suicide Squad, Amanda Waller, number one. So this, I don't know if this is supposed to be an ongoing or just a... Um, oh, sorry, it actually says on it one shot, so never mind. Um... I don't know, it's... She's an interesting character. I think she's a lot less interesting in the New 52, but theoretically this could be great. That being said, the artwork is done by Andre Coelho, who I've never heard of, and Jim Zub, who I've also never heard of. So, this is going to be sound really unfair, but my hopes aren't high, just because it's a totally untested creative team as far as I'm concerned. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're really great, you know, artists, uh, sorry, great artist and writer, but I don't really seem to know anything about them. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, it looks like it's tied into Forever Evil. I, I, you know, I do like Suicide Squad for the most part. Um, I'm sad that Alice Coat or Cot was only doing uh, like an issue or two. Uh, I like Patrick Zerker, although his recent artwork has not really been up to snuff. Although, an interesting observation on Patrick Zerker, um, when I was talking with uh, Nathan Strzok recently, I realized that part of the problem with recent Pat Patrick Zerker artwork is that when I first started uh, being exposed to his artwork, it was when he was a fill-in artist on the Thunderbolts book back when Mark Bagley was uh, illustrating it, I guess in the early 2000s. Um, so the problem there is that at the time, I think he was trying to ape uh, Mark Bagley's style to retain a consistency because he was the filling guy so he didn't want to give a jarring kind of look to the book so he wanted to be able to make it consistent in tone with where it had already been in the previous issues which is a great idea however if you only really got to know one artist from what he'd been doing on this book and he was aping a style that was not inherently his own then suddenly when he's not aping that style anymore it's very disconcerting not disconcerting but it's, a, it's distracting because it's not the artwork you expect uh, and that's what's been happening for me for Suicide Squad. Or, sorry, not Suicide Squad, for Patrick Zerker. Um, you have Aquaman 29. I'm, you know, I, I'm going to miss uh, Jeff Johns, but I'm excited to see what Jeff Parker can do on this book. I like that the artist is staying the same as still Pelletier, so I'm excited to see how that works. Um, and also seeing, I guess, this Atlas character making his first appearance in the New 52. And uh, apparently some of the stuff that's been happening in Swamp Thing might put... Uh, King Arthur on a collision course with uh, Swamp Thing, which is, could be interesting. I'm excited for that. Um, issue 29 has Bucciolato and Zerker. Man, Zerker's doing double duty. Uh, doing uh, The Flash. It's the Flash versus Final Battle against the Central City Killer. Uh, and uh, Deadman's going to be involved as well. I'm really torn on whether I'm going to really continue with The Flash, because I, I really enjoy The Flash, but um, now that Manipul and Bucciolato are kind of wrapping things up, or have ended things, at least with just with the two of them, it kind of makes me wonder, should I stick around? Because that's a very clear, easy break period, and I'm, I'm probably going to stick with it, but I'm really torn about it. Um, you have Green Arrow 29, considering, continuing the Outsider's War, which is with Part 3. Talk about a book I haven't really been paying attention to at all. Um, I'm, Jeff Lemire is a great writer, so I probably should write, uh, sorry, read Green Arrow, but I just haven't taken a shot at it yet. Uh, you got Justice League 3000, number 4. That I have not actually read yet. I believe it came out last week. I'm 
I'm going to try and read it for the reviews episode, but I may not have a chance. Um, I really like Howard Porter. Uh, obviously, since he had his hand injury, he's retrained himself to use the other hand, and his artwork is different, but it's still Howard Porter. Um, I do like his art a lot. I do like Keith Gifford and Jam Dimiteus, so I'm hoping it's interesting and enjoyable. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, again, I haven't read the first issue yet. Uh, Wonder Woman, I am so far behind. I think I haven't read it in like 14 issues. Uh, that being said, I mean, we're looking at... When I say 14 issues, I mean from issue 29, so that's really only maybe 8 or 9 issues from now. Um, yeah, World's Finest 21, so it's the first contact crossover with Batman and Superman. That's kind of interesting, um, just to see a little bit of a, finally seeing these characters kind of meet each other. It looks like the Earth 2 Superman is going to be involved in some way, who and he's kind of messed up right now, so I don't know how I feel about that. Um and then Earth twenty Earth two number twenty one you continue with Tom Taylor's art uh, sorry his story, um, as I've said in previous episodes I've enjoyed it but it's extremely different and that is a good and bad thing because I really liked what James Robinson was doing with the first you know arc but now having such a big shift uh, in story like it's still good but it's such a different story that it doesn't quite feel like Earth two anymore. Uh, you got the uh, the last chapter of dark city in uh, batman so it's the last kind of i guess the mini section of the zero year storyline that's ending in march although i feel like i heard it's actually been changed or maybe i'm thinking of something else um i have not been a huge fan of zero year so we'll have to see i'm interested to read it eventually in trade paperback format although they'll probably do it in ridiculous four different trades or something stupid like that instead of putting it in one big trade because that's how people want it so that's how not how they'll give it to you i'm interested to see what that's like um Detective Comics 29, you got the conclusion of Gothopia. That could be interesting. I'm, I, For the most part, I've enjoyed Layman's art uh, for his writing. Uh, Lepresti is not my favorite artist, though, so I'm a little sad about that. I have not cared at all about Catwoman, and I'm sure Innocenti is doing good work, and I'm sure Patrick O'Leaf is doing great artwork. I just I don't care enough about where that character was about a year ago when I tried reading it, so I don't really want to jump in now. Um, then we got Batgirl. Uh, I, it should be interesting to see. Apparently it's a little bit connected to the Eye Vampire. Um, I like Simone and I like, uh, Gail Simone. I like Fernando Pissarro. so I'm, I'm already on Batgirl and I'm going to con- continue that way. Uh, you got, Bl- uh, Birds of Prey 29, which brings in Ra's al Ghul, which could be interesting. You got, uh, Batman Dark Knight number 29, which, uh, more of, uh, Man Bat, which is interesting. And also it's the last of... The Dark Knight, it's over. The book is over. Which I'm surprised that they're actually ending it. I mean, not that there aren't enough Batman books. Speaking of, there's uh, the Batman and book. I'm excited for this. Batman and Aquaman. That's awesome. Um, so finally you get some sort of uh, follow-up to what happened at the end of Batman Incorporated with uh, Damon's body disappearing. So now you have Batman uh, settling out to settle the score with uh, Rosal Ghoul. And he's traveling to an island where Damien was born, and he's uh, he I guess has a collision course with Aquaman, which could be interesting. Uh, then you got Batwoman. I'm really far behind, and ever since uh, what what is his name, J.H. Williams, is off of it. I don't know if I even care. Um, I'm interested to see what Nightwing is going to be like as it's finally going to be tying into Forever Evil, because up, up till now we haven't really had any of that, and obviously Nightwing's a character who's really been affected by Forever Evil. Uh, then you have Batwing. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. The book is really up and up and down for me. Uh, Harley Quinn, I hated the Zero issue. Maybe issue one will be better, but I doubt it. Uh, you got the final issue of Talon with 17. I'm surprised it went that long. I'm surprised it's not going to be over with issue like 12, or, or wasn't already over with 12. I'm impressed they kept it going this long, but it, I'm not surprised that it's ending either. And it's by Tim Seeley and George Lucas, so it's not even, I believe, any of the regular creators of this book. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws... I have I'm pretty far behind, so I can't really speak a lot to what's going on in that book. Uh, you have Batman Superman, so it's continuing what's going on in World's Finest from last month. Superman Wonder Woman, that is a book I have not really read at all, but I'm interested because Zod's involved, so that could be interesting. Uh, so that kind of makes me want to pick it up. It's by Charles Soule and the artwork by Tony Daniel. Uh, Superman Unchained, talk about a book I watched, read the first two issues, and then I just kind of said, yeah, I'm good. So maybe I'll come back at some point. Superman books just feel like they're all over the place. Like, even looking at issue 29 by uh, Pac and Cooter, um, just looking at what it's about, like, Superman must protect the Subterrans, who, what, from the Ghost, from Ghost Soldier, who's the hell is that, and the arm, U.S. Armed Forces, 
He's about to become public enemy number one. I just don't... That doesn't interest me. And then you have Lobdell writing 29. And you have Superman and Starfire, which could be interesting, but I don't know. I it, it, Again, doesn't really make me that excited to really read it. And then we have Superboy... And I, I don't know a lot about the Son of Superman, but it's kind of an interesting concept. But I, again, I haven't really read anything about the character yet. Uh, Supergirl appears to be a Red Lantern, which I guess I remember reading kind of about that in the story somewhere. But I'm again, I'm I'm really behind on a lot of DC, and that's what the solicits really tell me. Uh, Green Lantern twenty nine, Green Lantern Core twenty nine, Red Lantern twenty nine. Uh, I have no idea what's happening. Um, Except for uh, apparently something really bad has happened to the Blue Lanterns, who I didn't realize before. Um, so, and then even the New Guardians, like I don't really know what's going on there either. And Larflees, I'm surprised that book's going on. Issue number nine, really. And then you got the final issue of Animal Man, because apparently Jeff Lemire asked for it to kind of end so he could take him over to Justice League of Canada, which is fine. Um, All Star Western, that's a book I've never really read. Uh, Movement number 10. I like that Gail Simone is writing more books. I just I remember reading part of the issue, first issue, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Stormwatch, again, I don't even know if I've read more than six issues of this. Uh, Teen Titans, I'm ex- interested to see what the rest of the Kid Flash trial is like, but so far I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Swamp Thing, issue 29. Um, I'm really behind on this, but I would like to get caught more up. And I believe this... No, they just kind of threw a hardcover in out of nowhere. Black Canary and Zatanna Bloodspell hardcover. I guess it's a, it's an original graphic novel. Uh, that It's a weird mix, but it could be interesting. You have the Adventures of Superman um, coming out. You have Batman 66 continuing going strong, which is awesome. Uh, Batman Beyond Universe. Legend of the, these are all like digital first uh, books. You've got He-Man the Masters of the Universe number 12. Scribble Knots Unmasked. Injustice Year 2, that's kind of interesting that they're bringing it back as like a second year. Uh, Vampire Diaries, number 3, sad that actually I uh, actually watched that with my wife. I, surprisingly enjoyable. Um, you got C- Smallville Season 11, Alien number 4, so it's a it's the final miniseries issue. And then I believe we got in the trade paperbacks and hardcover. So we have Aquaman, Volume 4, Death of a King. Now, what's interesting about this to me is that it doesn't include Issue 20, which was, I believe, uh, kind of a, a weird one-off by Ostrander. So I'm surprised it's not included. That being said, it's a nice big hardcover. I mean, you got, what, one, two, three, about eight issues in there. I guess it's not that big, but for DC, I'm surprised that they actually have an eight-issue two uh, paperbacks. So that's a good size. And actually, speaking of that, I mean, Green Lantern, Volume 3, The End, that also actually has, uh, I guess, 11, sorry, nine issues. So that's a good size. You have the uh, soft cover. Sorry, go back for a second. It's interesting because you have Aquaman and hardcover, and they have Green Lantern and trade. Um, which even then, well, I guess you're only nine months behind at that point. They're always really far behind, unfortunately, um, in terms of co- being able to catch up with the books through trades or hardcovers, and then being able to then read the singles. Uh, Justice League Volume Three: Throne of Atlantis. What's really sad about this is that they didn't just give it one big hardcover, so if you follow both the Justice League and Aquaman books in trade, you're going to end up either having to make a decision or, like, if you get one, you like you still want to get the other, otherwise you're going to miss issues from that book. Like, it's not just the Throne of Atlantis issues, which makes it kind of suck that you're going to end up with kind of double double printings, basically. So it, it does kind of suck that, that they couldn't have figured out a smarter or better way to do that. Uh, then you got, oh, here we go, Batman Volume 4, Zerior Secret City. So the first four issues, this is ridiculous. Like, I know the issues were a little bit bigger, but it's Batman 21 to 24, so that's four issues. The hardcover is going on sale for $25. Now, I might be crazy, but was every issue $6.25? Because if it wasn't $6.25, um, then you are getting ripped off to get these hardcovers. Like, that is a ridiculous price considering you're only getting four issues. Like, I'm hoping that's an error of some kind. I mean, I guess you are getting, what, 176 pages, which is actually a lot for four issues, but that doesn't even seem right. Like, um, maybe I'm just totally off base here. 176 pages, four issues. Was each one really 44 pages? Because if so, okay, yeah, then that's really more like getting eight issues, so I guess that's all right, but that still seems extremely high. Um... I mean, yeah, that just seems ridiculous high. Then you have Suicide Squad Volume 4 coming out, uh, which is, you know, that has 
surprisingly few issues. Like uh, you have all these bigger trades, and this one only has what four or five, maybe six issues. Um, it's got Justice League of now. This is weird too. You have the Justice League of America seven point one one shot from Villains Month in the Suicide Squad Volume 4, as well as the Detective Comics 23.2 Harley Quinn. So it's very obvious where those books are supposed to follow now. Uh, you have the Joker Death of the Family coming out in trade. Now what's weird about this is that you don't actually, you only get Batman 17. So this is so stupid to me. So wouldn't it make sense to have this big event that you you get all of the, the entire thing, including the Batman issues? No, you don't. You get par- pages from Batman 13, pages from a bunch of other titles you have a bunch of other titles the full issues and then you get batman 17 the big ending it's just really stupid that you don't get more of it uh it's just such a weird sloppy way of collecting it's not the first time they've done this with the night of the owls they did the same they really just showed you the night of the owls like that actual part that mattered in terms of what that night of the owls was supposed to be and not the entire storyline which i thought to be really dumb uh, you got the Green Team, Teen Trillionaires, Money and Power coming in trade. You have the second volume of Earth 2 coming out by Robinson. This one's exciting. You have the JSA Omnibus Volume 1, which I think was originally solicited as being... And actually, if you read the uh, the information on it, it was supposed to be the JSA by Jeff Johns Volume 1. And then they changed it to being the JSA Omnibus Volume 1 because they were going to start at like issue 3 or 4 whenever Jeff Johns came on. And that's a ridiculous way to run a hardcover. So now it's going to be issues 1 to 25 of JSA and then a slew of specials. Uh, it's going to be 1,224 pages. It's listed for $125 US. Um, that is insane page count. I love Omnibuy, but that is massive. I'm excited about that. Uh, you got the Adventures of Superman. Uh, so it takes all the digitals and they put it into a trade paperback. You have Arrow Volume 2. Uh, you got Absolute All-Star Batman and Robin, which I almost want to consider, but it's just a little too expensive. Only because nine issues came out. Only the first eight are in trade. So it's kind of a weird way of not being able to have everything in trade, whereas this would be everything collected. But it never ended, so it seems like a weird thing to have. Uh, you've got Final Crisis, a new edition of that. Uh, you have Dead Man. Uh, book 5, which is a new Deadman collection, which is kind of a weird choice. You have a Batman Beyond trade paperback, DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe trade paperback, uh, Tales of the Batman, Carmine Infantino hardcover, which is a weird kind of smattering of stories, and not a lot of story. Well, actually a fair bit, but it's, uh, there's 21 issues of Detective Comics, so I mean, that's cool. It doesn't actually tell you which issues it is, though. You have the fourth volume of the Batman, sorry, Batgirl, volume 4, Wanted, which is, I think, just about over. Uh, which could be interesting. And you also have the Ventriloquist uh, one-shot. You have a new printing of uh, Superman Batman, but now it's a, a nice big arrival. It's uh, got the issues 1 to 13 of the Jeff Loeb series. A new edition of Superman Red Sun. A lot of new stuff. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in a lot of this stuff. I love trade paperbacks in general. I mean, I've said that before on the podcast. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not surprised that I'm interested in those. Um, when we get to Marvel, I'm always more interested in Marvel. Unfortunately, I'm just more of a Marvel fan. Um, I think also you have uh, Ferris 24 comes out that month, as well as Fables 139, etc. So let's move on quickly to Marvel, as I just realized that I was going to try and do this podcast in uh, in about 40 minutes or so, and I'm already kind of at more than halfway, and I haven't even talked about Marvel. So let's go down the Marvel list, again, from the Newsarama link. Uh, we have Daredevil number one. Ridiculous. Like, I'm really excited that Mark Wade and Chris Samney are still in the book. It just seems dumb that they're they're having to do a relaunch of a title. Like, I, I know that there's no such thing as really needing the big numbers anymore because no books have them. It just seems like an odd decision. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But whatever, I mean... If it's going to make more people read the Mark Way, Chris Samney run of Daredevil, then I guess all the more power to them. And they're taking Daredevil Del back to uh, San Francisco, which could be really interesting. Uh, you have New Avengers 16 point now. Uh, so you got Rags Morales making kind of his debut on art uh, for Marvel. Uh, not Maybe not debut, but he's never really done, I think, interiors. So that's a big deal. You've got Jonathan Hickman writing it, and uh, I'm excited to see what it's like um, with uh, Black Panther and a- Namor suing for peace. And seeing what kind of goes on with the price of their sins, I'm excited for that. I don't know what to make of Moon Knight number one. Uh, Declan Shalvey, I'm, I'm interested in his artwork. Uh, Warren Ellis, fantastic writer, obviously, but doing Moon Knight, that's a weird decision, weird choice, but I'm interested to see what it's like. It definitely looks like a very different look on it, but it's Warren Ellis, so I mean, that's enough to at least make me, make me give it a shot. 
Um, you have Iron Man 23.0 now starting an all-new epic by Kieran Gillen and Luke Ross. Uh, Malekith the Accursed has a problem with Iron Man. Malekith the Accursed has a problem with pretty much everyone. Cutting-edge science versus the most arcane science imaginable, all in a bath of blood. Which classic Marvel UK character returns in a reinvented form after the Revolutionary War? That's a lot of information all at once. Uh, I don't really... I haven't been a huge fan of the current Iron Man run. I like the first arc, and from there I think it went kind of downhill. Um, Rings of the Mandarins is interesting, I guess, because you're kind of having Malekith maybe being involved with the Rings of the Mandarin. We'll see. Uh, Silver Surfer number one. That could be so much fun. Um, I think I think AJ Reese in the podcast has said before, maybe off podcast, that he's a huge fan of uh, Mike Mike Alred. And I think we've kind of, not butted heads, but we've disagreed with uh, his artwork in the past, especially over FF. Um, but I think Silver Surfer is completely the right kind of book for him to do. I think there's something really exciting about him doing Silver Surfer um, because he's got that certain pop art sensibility, and I think that really works with Silver Surfer, or could work quite well with Silver Surfer, especially with Dan Slott writing, which is a totally off-the-wall kind of choice. Um, I'm excited to see what that's like. Uh, continuing the all-new Marvel Now books, we have Deadpool 25 point now, with Deadpool reaching the record-breaking issue 25. I don't know what that what that matters i guess it's the first marvel novel title to reach the landmark 25th issue avengers okay sorry i i should read this a different way it's the solicitation this is how it's read deadpool reaches record-breaking tw- issue 25 first marvel novel title to reach the landmark 25th issue avengers doesn't count because when so that's basically what matters there um and then yeah i i whoever's writing it is definitely trying to, to play up the humor i just haven't enjoyed deadpool for a long time um you have uh, another issue of it i guess deadpool 26 coming out you have an all-new ghost rider number one uh a street race he leads a young man on the fast and furious road of destiny amid an east los angeles neighborhood running wild with gang violence and drug trafficking a war brews in the criminal underworld with four on the floor marvel's newest ghost rider puts vengeance in overdrive it's not going to last more than six to twelve issues. I mean, unfortunately, it's just that's kind of the way things go when they're not big properties. Ghost Rider, when it's an old new version of Ghost Rider, is not going to last long. Unfortunately, uh, you have Uncanny X Men nineteen point now. It looks like the, if they're finally taking the fight to Shield. We'll see. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Uncanny X Men. I think old news been much better. I know that um, Paul's been really been enjoying it, but I've hasn't really won me over. You have Captain Marvel number one. Okay, well, you know, she deserves... Kelly Sue DeConnick gets another kind of revamp of the character to make her bigger, faster, higher, faster, further. Okay, I mean, I like Carol Danvers as a character. I want her to get as many shots as an ongoing as possible. Um, it's kind of weird to do a, to end the series and then immediately relaunch it, a la Daredevil, but, you know, if it gets bigger numbers, then I guess it's worth it. Uh, you have Iron Patriot number one. I hate, hate, hate the James, Ro- James Rhodes is Iron Patriot. That's such a blatant thing to come from the movie. He's War Machine. That's who he should be. He's not freaking Iron Patriot. There's no reason to make him Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot in the comic books is a villainous persona taken on by um, Norman Osborn. It's not a heroic thing. I like Alice Cott. I'm sure he'll do a great job. I don't know Gary Brown all that well as an artist, but I just don't like that it's him as Iron Patriot. Make him freaking War Machine. Uh, Magneto number one, Colin Bunn. I'm not a huge fan of Colin Bunn. He's not had a great track record in my uh, in my previous reading history. And then you got Gabriel Hernandez Walta, who I don't think I know on art. We'll see. I don't know if Magneto needs an ongoing series. Uh, I think an, a Magneto series that's kind of a, a flashback book of him being a Nazi hunter has more in, uh, interest to me. But we'll see. Um, Secret Avengers number one, also at Alice Cott. I'm hoping this will be great. I'm Although, I'm a little worried just from a few things because it's a, it's another relaunch of this book. So it's, you know, I wouldn't... The most recent Secret Avengers relaunch, I think, was so different from the previous Secret Avengers that I think of it differently because it was so much a S.H.I.E.L.D. book now. And it looks like it's still going to be, so we'll see about that. But then when you read the, uh, the you know, the details here... I mean, it's the all new Secret Avengers are ready to get started. Are they going to be the world's most effective secret squad, or will their personal issues tear them apart? You decide. Well, when they said you decide, that really made me balk because you decide is for those in the know was uh, an event committee kind of promotional stunt in the early two thousands in the early uh, years of Bill Jemis and um, Joe Quesada's reign at Marvel, uh, which was not very good. Anyway, so you have that, and then you have it looks like the Furies involved. 
Um, and I don't, I don't know what to expect from this. And it looks like they're using the tagline from not the current Secret Avengers run, but the one before it, which was run the mission, don't get seen, save the world. But it's save the world now because it's Marvel Now book. We'll see. You have Wolverine and the X-Men being relaunched. I think this is stupid. Um, I think if it's not Jason Aaron, you shouldn't even bother. Um, just like when it wasn't Hickman doing the FF, the Future Foundation, it definitely felt very different. And I will say that Fraction's FF was a completely different style of book because it wasn't as much about the Future Foundation in the same way that it was when Hickman did it. It still ostensibly was, but it was fundamentally felt different. So I'm not looking forward to the new Wolverine and the X-Men. Again... It used to just be you change creative teams, you didn't need to do a freaking relaunch. But now, oh, we changed the creative team? Change the title and make it a number one. Uh, Uncanny Avengers, 18 point now. I'm excited to see what this is like. I was really not a huge fan of Uncanny Avengers with the first arc, but recently I've just really been really, really loving it. It's been fantastic. Uh, I've even, uh, Paul kind of laughed at this because I was like, man, this is the best Daniel Acuna artwork I've ever seen. He's like, you hate Acuna. I'm like, I know. Like, I'm really liking it a lot. Like, something is just different. He's doing a great job. Uh, Avengers Undercover. We'll see. I don't know how I feel about this. It's basically the same Avengers Arena team, so that excites me. But I'm not so sure how I feel, first of all, about there being a new Masters of Evil. Two, having Baron Zemo be an outright villain again, because I loved him as a hero or a heroic version of a character, still being a dark side of a character. But I loved all the work that was done in Thunderbolts. And then they kind of regressed him a little when Brubaker was writing Captain America. So I was scared what version of him we're going to get here. But we'll see. Uh, we have yet another Punisher. Um, I'm probably not even going to read this. I might read the first issue, but I love Greg Rekka's run. Haven't liked any appearances in Thunderbolts. Not really interested to see another version of the Punisher. Avengers World. Of course I'm going to read that. Uh, City of the Dead Will Rise. Starbrand must come the go- confront the ghost of his past. It's by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, and Nick Spencer with Stefano Caselli on artwork, I'm sold. Um, it's basically, if you added, if you took out Nick Spencer, it is the creative team behind the first arcs of Secret Warriors, so of course I'm in. Uh, Miss Marvel 2. There's going to be a Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel book. That's kind of crazy, and they're both women, which is cool. I'm excited to see what this is like. Um, it's hard to, ga- to gauge anything. I'm excited to see Adrian Alfona back doing art. I don't know G. Willow Wilson at all. Uh, we'll have to see. I'm excited to see what it's like. Uh, New Warriors number two, man, that's a book I'm scared about. Um, I'm gonna read it. I'm hoping that the the characters don't look as young as they have been portrayed so far on the covers as being. Uh, it's by Yost and Marcus Toe. I'm excited just to see what's going on with Scarlet Spider as well. Um, Nova double ships in March. Uh, so I'm David Baldion. I'm not a huge fan of him as an art, as an artist, but we'll see. I mean, he he did a good job with Scarlet Spider for the most part, but some of his stuff was rough. So I hope he has time to really, uh, you know, spend time on this book. I'm excited to see Beta Ray Bill hanging out with uh, Nova. That's a really cool idea. Loki, Agent of Asgard. Theoretically, that could be really interesting, but I'm not having a lot of high hopes for it. Uh, I might just pass it in completely. Jason, uh, sorry, Jason Aaron's writing Thor: God of Thunder twenty which is The Last Days of Midgard Part 2. I'm really behind, um, but I'm excited to see more of Future King Thor, uh, an idea between old Galactus. Like, that sounds really cool. I'm excited to see what that's like. Aside of Rivik, still in art. Um, I have to get caught up in Thor, though, to really be able to appreciate it, which will happen at some point. Um, I'm hoping after the holidays, uh, once I get my... Uh, if I get a tablet, it would make it a lot easier to kind of read on the go. Uh, old New Invaders... Um, I'm worried because having it so tied into Infinity is an odd choice. Uh, but I'm excited to see what the the original Vision is doing, uh, seeing how they're going to bring back Winter Soldier and kind of bring him in. Uh, James Robinson's a great writer who I really enjoy, so that'll be interesting to see what he's able to put together. Um, you have Captain America, number 18, by Rick Remender and Nick Klein. Uh, I don't know how I feel with Dr. Mindbubble. We don't know anything about him yet, but we'll see. Uh, all new X-Men 24. I... <laughs> I don't really want to see this whole trilogy and gray storyline, but we'll. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm still a fan of the book. I just don't want them to be crossing over the Guardians of the Galaxy just because I'm not a huge fan of how Bendis has been writing that. Although uh, Paul Scorez just absolutely disagrees. He, he's loving it, and I'm just not enjoying it at all. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, of issue 13 by Bendis and Pacelli. Uh, Superior Spider-Man 29 hits Goblin Nation Part 3. 
which it looks like we're going to see more of the uh, Spider Slayer Squadron uh, from Jameson. And something's going on with Goblin Nation, which we don't even really know what that means yet. And guest starring Spider-Man 2099, which is not a surprise as he's basically a supporting character in that book right now. At least in his Miguel O'Hara, Michael O'Mara uh, personality. Uh, alter ego, sorry. Uh, you have Superior Spider-Man 30, which, I mean, this could just be another way of them pulling everyone's leg. But it uh, says, uh, since the start of Dying Wish, it has all been building to this. One of the most important moments of the entire Cap's entire Superior Spider-Man saga. Once this happens, it cannot, um, in capitals, cannot be undone. Do not miss this issue, in all caps. She-Hulk number two. I'm excited to see Polito doing a She-Hulk. That could be really interesting. Having a team-up with, uh, or guest-starring Patsy Walker Hellcat could be great as well. We'll see. Uh, Sule, again, I'm not uh, that well-versed in his artwork, uh, sorry, his writing, but... That will kind of be the make it or break it. I'm excited uh, that they're going to be doing uh, reprintings of Dan Slott's uh, She-Hulk soon. You have Fantastic Four 2 by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk. Uh, this will bring me back to FF. I've kind of fallen out of touch a little uh, with the Fraction stuff because I wasn't a huge fan. But James Robinson and Kirk are enough to bring me back. Uh, Savage Wolverine 16. Richard Eisenhower writing and doing art in colors could be really interesting. Or not a disaster because it's going to look gorgeous no matter what. But it should be interesting. Uh, you have the newly relaunched Wolverine number three by Cornell and Stegman. I'm sad that Stegman's going to be illustrating Wolverine, but well, I just I don't know how I feel about this whole him being this kind of hired gun and not having his abilities and like you have all these books with Wolverine in them. Yeah, you're going to have one book where he's turned his back on everyone. In it, like this is what makes me wish for the old days of continuity where things actually got reflected because when you don't reflect things across the line it makes it harder to care about certain things happening in one book and making it feel like it actually matters for that character and their 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 that character's current canon continuity uh you have x-force number two well we'll see i guess cable psylocke phantom x and marrow i mean whatever i, I haven't really been loving either version of x-force recently and i doubt i'm gonna love this one x-men number 12 I like the current storyline with, um, uh, what's it called, uh, Lady Deathstrike, so I'm excited to see what Wood and, uh, I guess, Chris Anka do with this issue. Uh, I got Winter Soldier as a, having a, kind of a, not an out of continuity, but a, a retro 1960s spy action story by Bermander and uh, Boshi. I'm probably going to give that a shot. I enjoy the character quite a lot. It looks like they're definitely going to be trying to uh, make him look a little bit more like his movie version. Avengers AI number 10, I don't care. I have not read this book because I read the first issue. It was so disappointed, so I was just like, I'm, I'm good. You got Dexter Down Under. That's a miniseries. You got Miracle Man number four as it continues to reprint, I believe, the original uh, Miracle Man. I've seen, I'm sure a lot of people who check these things have seen the recolored, remastered pieces that have been online. Really look sharp. Uh, you got Disney Kingdom, Seekers of the Weird. Don't even know what this is. Uh, George Romero, Empire of the Dead, Act of, Act 1, number 3. Then you get into Avengers Assemble 25 by Kelly C. DeConnick and Warren Ellis. This is what makes me more interested to jump in uh, because it's got uh, Spider-Girl in it. You have Warren Ellis co-writing it. Uh, I'm excited to see what that's like. Uh, see, So, I mean, I haven't been a huge fan of what DeConnick's been doing, but I'm excited for what Ellis might bring to the team. Uh, AVX 18, I believe, has its last issue with uh, Bendis and Dugan writing uh, the issue. Bendis writing a, a Kitty Pride vision story because it's two people who phase. Eh, the book is getting canceled for a reason, I think. Uh, Mighty Avengers number eight. I haven't read this at all, so I'm not really gonna, not Ewing and Valero Shidi. I'm sure they're doing great work. I'm just not really that interested. To, there's so many books to read and uh, so many Avengers books, and I just don't feel the need to have to pick that one up. Uh, Avengers 27. Uh, I like that uh, you have like an adaptoid on the cover. Uh, I'm interested in the Salvador LaRocca doing artwork in Avengers makes me a little nervous because I'm hoping it's the old LaRocca, not the current LaRocca, if that makes any sense. Uh, you have the conclusion of Marvel Knights Hulk and Marvel Knights uh, X-Men. You have the Revolutionary War Omega, uh, which is the ending the Marvel UK story. Um, maybe I'll probably pick that up and trade. I probably won't read it as it's coming out. You have a bunch of one-shots coming out of that as well. At least I think they're one-shots, but they may not be. Uh, you have some Marvel Universe titles, Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble. You have another annual for Superior Spider-Man. I feel like we just had one, um, which is The Last Temptation of Green Goblin, the Phil Urich. I'm excited to see what that's like, just because I love Phil Urich, and I'm just a little sad he's been made such, such a villain, so maybe this will be different. 
Uh, it's by Christos Gage and Javier Rodriguez, so that's a good creative team. Uh, Spear Foes of Spider-Man 11. I'm not a huge fan of that book. I know a lot of people love it. It's just never what I wanted it to be. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up number 11. Uh, you have um, a never-before-seen team-up between Doc Ock and Green Goblin, which could be interesting. And uh, a cla- it's kind of going to have classic Amazing Spider-Man facing off against them. So that should be interesting. I, I like seeing that. Um, Iron Man 22... I don't care about this Iron Metrop- Metropolitan storyline. Um, I'm kind of interested because it mentions Mandarin City, but other than that, uh, Black Widow. I'm glad she has an ongoing. I just probably won't be reading much of it. I uh, got Captain America: Homecoming one shot, uh, which is all of, which is based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I might, I probably won't read that. Uh, I probably will mean to, but then so many books will come out that week, then I'll be like, you know what? It's not influencing the main continuity, so I'm going to say no. You got Thunderbolts 23 by Sule and Barberi, um, and it's Venom versus the Thunderbolts. So I guess that means Venom's going to get out of Superior Spider-Man okay, um, which is nice, I guess. Uh, sorry, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know how this is even going to work, because he's already on the team, so why are they fighting each other? Who knows? Uh, Hawkeye 18, I cannot wait for this issue, because uh, it's it's got artwork by Chris Eliopoulos, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, I'm just really excited about this because I love Eliopoulos. He's doing some great artwork and mini marvels, uh, so this should be a lot of fun. Wait, am I actually thinking of the Chris? Right, Chris? I might be thinking of Garuso. Now that I realize it, um, so I apologize to Garuso and Eliopoulos then, which is terrible. Yeah, Garuso is the one. So actually, I don't even know what uh, Eliopoulos does. So I'm excited to see what this looks like. Um, now that I realize, I have no idea. Uh, Indestructible Hulk continues Mark Wade's run on the book. Uh, you got X Men Legacy 300. It's so stupid how they do this. Um, so we'll I mean, we'll see. I mean, they do this every time. Whenever you get to, if they add it all up and it be an anniversary issue, they they you know get rid of that numbering and use the new the get rid of the new. Sorry, they get rid of the newer numbering and go back to the older numbering. They do this every time. It's got artwork by Clay Mann, which is exciting. It's written by Mike Carey, Christos Gage, and Simon Spurrier, so that's a bit of a, a giant, uh, a lot of people writing that book. We'll see what it's like. Uncanny X-Men 18. I love the cover um, by Alexander Lozano, or, sorry, Lozano. You got Scott Summers at gunpoint. Uh, it looks very photorealistic, but kind of awesome and badass. Uh, you have Origin 2 reaching issue 4. Uh, I'm scared of this just because having Creed and Sinister and it just seems like that's a lot of stuff to throw in an origin series that's going to feel less like what the original origin was like, which is really about the character and more about throwing in famous names to help drive sales. People are going to buy this anyway. Like, you don't have to do that. Uh, it's by Kieran Gillen and artwork by Adam Kubert. I'm really excited about all new X-Factor 4 and 5. Uh, I'm surprised that Jin Carmine to Domenico can do two issues, but I'm all for it. If he can pump them out, then I'll read them. And Peter David's a great writer, so I cannot wait for the all-new X-Factor. Uh, you got Night of the Living Deadpool miniseries ending. Don't care. I believe you have the last issue, or maybe the second last issue, of Amazing X-Men by Aaron and McGinnis, who I love on... I mean, they look great. I mean, I haven't been a huge fan of the last issue, but issue two, story-wise, but the artwork was brilliant, so I'm excited to see more of it. You got the Painkiller Jane Price of Freedom trade paperback, which I don't know anything about Painkiller Jane, so I'll stay away from that. Powers Bureau Volume 2 continues. You have the Punisher Max by Jason Aaron Omnibus, uh, which is, a, if you really enjoyed that book, then you have an Omnibus now. You have the Wolverine and the X-Men by Jason Aaron Omnibus, so he gets two on the buy. Uh, interestingly enough, it does not include the Battle of the Atom uh, chapters, but you have issues 1 to 35 and 38 to 42, uh, which is a lot of books. Uh, I mean, that's what... Um, and you're missing what 36 and 37 so you got about 40 books there plus the annual so 41 issues that is a big book although because books aren't as long anymore it's a little less than it would have been uh you have the inhumanity hardcover covering all the inhumanity uh one shots and uh storylines that coming out of the end of infinity coming out pretty good price actually i mean 384 pages 50 bucks yet yeah, there's a fair bit of issues in there i think there's like what one two three four five six seven eight nine 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Maybe only 18 or so issues, but, you know, 50 bucks isn't bad. I mean, if you bought each one for $3, I mean, that would already be, what, $54? So it's about the same as getting the hardcover, but I'm sure that they wouldn't all be, you know, $3. I'm sure they're all $4 or something ridiculous. 
Uh, you have the Art of uh, Art of the Movie Slipcase Edition for Captain America Winter Soldier coming out in March. The hardcover for the third volume of Captain America Loose Nuke. You have another Marvel Masterworks Captain Marvel Volume 5 coming out. Marvel Masterworks Raw High Kid Volume 1. Castle and Holy Storm Premier Hardcover. Uh, All New X-Men Volume 4, the all different Premier Hardcover. Uh, this comes after Battle of the Atom. Uh, it's not, again, it seems a little short. I mean, this one's 144 pages. It's got uh, material from A plus X18. Uh, you got, I guess, all of X-Men Gold number one, which is a one-shot you're not asking for. Plus, you have four issues of the, of the actual new X-Men. So all that in hardcover for $25 is a little much. Uh, I mean, just getting the all new X-Men issues, the four issues in single would be 16 bucks. And then getting a little bit of A plus X plus X-Men Gold. I mean, you're paying more for the hardcover than you are for the singles. And that just never sits right with me. You have the seventh volume of the Daredevil by Mark Waid uh, run. You have the third volume of the Secret Avengers How to Maim a Mockingbird uh, storyline, which is, I guess, the five issues that ends that book. You have a yet another X-Men Legacy trade paperback, bringing up the issue 24, which is interesting because, I mean, issue 25 comes... or issue 300 sorry comes out that month and the same month you can get caught up to issue 24 that's what trade paperback should be able to be not oh we have a hard coming out hardcover coming out for this series well we're going to wait an additional eight months so if you actually want to get caught up but just have the trade paperbacks and you don't like hardcovers on your shelves for ongoings you have to wait a, basically a year uh, until something's over or, or a very long time but at any rate case in point in march we have the avengers volume 2 the last web event trade paperback coming out much later than when it came out. Uh, you have the Uncanny X-Force, Great Corruption, so that's the crossover between Uncanny X-Force and Cable and X-Force. Um, or is it? No. Oh, that's kind of a weird... Then you also have Cable and X-Force Volume 4 Vendettas, so again, if you want the crossover, and you own, if you buy both books regularly, you're going to end up double-dipping, which kind of sucks in the trades. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has their Cosmic Avengers trade paperback. Again, Seems really overpriced because you're really only getting four issues plus Guardians of the Galaxy Tomorrow's Avengers number one, who I'm sure that wasn't very expensive when it came out. So you're getting four and a half issues maybe for 20 bucks. It's a little high. Phantom X Trade Paperback. Sorry, Phantom X Max. I'm wrong. Savage Wolverine uh, Volume 1 Kill Island. I might pick this up in trade. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of fun for the first three or four issues, and then the issue five was just a disappointment. You have Spider Man First uh, Trade Paperback, which is dumb. Um, it's $35. Uh, it's a 528-page thing. Uh, I'm not excited about it at all. Um, it's basically the first issue of like all these different Spider-Man books, which is such a weird decision. You have Amazing Spider-Man 1, Marvel Team-Up 1, Giant Size Spider-Man 1, Spectacular Number 1, Web of Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 1 by Tom McFarlane, Untold Tales of Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man Team-Up 1, Sensational Spider-Man Number 0, Tangled Web 1, Marvel Knight Spider-Man Number 1, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man 1, Avenging Spider-Man 1, Superior Spider-Man 1, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up 1, and then plus material from Sp Spider-Man Unlimited number one, Peter Parker Spider-Man number one, Web Spinner's Tales of Spider-Man number one, Spider-Man Family number one, and Amazing Spider-Man Family number one. That's ridiculous because the latter half of those are all like part ones or part of like a, a larger storyline. You're going to do 528 pages of just the first issues of every Spider-Man title. That is b beyond ridiculous. I'm just frustrated that Marvel does dumb things. You have Superior Spider-Man Volume Five, The Superior Venom. Uh, I'm excited to, I'm excited for this storyline period because it's not over yet. But it'd be nice to have it in trade on my shelf as well because I've been double dipping on that. You have uh, the trade paperback, the Spider-Man newspaper strips uh, volume. I have the hardcover, so I I don't need this. But it's interesting that they're actually doing it in uh, tr in trade paperback format. Uh, you have the Amazing Spider-Man Two Prelude. Uh, We'll see what that's like. I mean, it's got the adaptation of the first movie. You have... Um, yeah, it just looks like it's a weird assortment of stuff. And I guess the first appearances of Rhino and Electro. Uh, whatever. You have the trade paperback for the recent... Or the currently running Marvel Knight Spider-Man. Don't have an interest in that. Veritable End of Days trade paperback finally hits uh, trade instead of hardcover. I'll probably pick this up because I just didn't want it on hard. Although, really, I mean, it's... An, it's, it's a... Uh, you know, a mini series, and it's a done in one because it's a it's a an end series. So that actually might pick up in hardcover at some point. Uh, Daredevil and Electra Fall from Grace trade paperback. Super excited about this. This collects the original Fall from Grace as well as the Tree of Knowledge storyline. It's not really good. Um, it's got some dynamic artwork for the time. Uh, 
I just remember really liking Daredevil. I first saw Daredevil in, I think, Amazing Spider-Man 396, which was, I believe, um, was it Web of Death? or It was Web of Death Part 3, and I really liked it. Uh, or, no, not Web of Death. It was Back from the Edge, so it might have been a little earlier than that. I really liked it. Anyways, and it had Daredevil in his costume that he got as a result of Fall from Grace. I'm excited to finally be able to have it all in a nice big trade. It's a big, thick one, 464 pages. Uh, although it's been tr- it's been solicited for forty five dollars. Wow, that's expensive. I actually already pre ordered this one on Amazon for I think thirty, which is a little bit more reasonable. Uh, you have Dark uh, Daredevil by Mark Wade Volume Five coming out. I'm excited to have, keep that running uh, on my shelf. Thor by Walter Simonson Volume Five. Um, this is really for those who weren't able to get either the original uh, Thor Visionaries. Uh, now you can get it in a new version. Uh, I guess this has probably the yeah, this is the remastered stuff. So it's the new colors that was in the Thor Omnibus, the Mighty Thor Omnibus by Walter Simonson. So it's a nice thing to have. You have the Thor Epic Collection 11 coming out, which is, uh, what, uh, collecting Thor 303 to 319. So pretty, not early stuff. It's kind of mid-80s. You have uh, Wolverine by Jason Aaron, the complete collection coming out. Not surprising that they're doing this because they've already had, like, a hardcover come out. And that is uh, all the trades. So... That are the basically the complete solicitations for both Marvel and DC for March 2014. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode uh, as we just kind of went through a lot of comics that are coming out in March. Uh, I don't know if I'll do these episodes on a regular basis, um, but I you know I might think about it because for for times when I don't necessarily have a special guest to do an episode, it might be a good option to. Uh, to do an episode where it's just kind of me talking about something that is, you know, coming up soon and looking to the future and giving commentary as well. So I mean, if you did like the episode, let me know and I'll try and do f- more of these in the future. Um, it, obviously, it's a shameless plug, but it's co- not plug, but it is kind of inspired by the previews episode that uh, Comic Geek Speak does. They probably do it better because they have four people looking at a previews magazine and they spend a lot more time in the non-Marvel, non-DC, which is... Uh, better for an overall experience, but uh, I've always been a Marvel guy and then a little bit DC, so unfortunately that bias will come through, so I do apologize for that. Although apparently I apologize too much, so I should just stop that. Anyways, thank you for listening. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, uh, post on the HG Rumble thread that we'll put up for the episode. Please uh, rate and review us on iTunes as well. Let me know that you've done that because, uh, as I've said in the past, for some reason, sometimes if you put a rating review, I can't actually see it for some reason, which is odd. But uh, I would appreciate any of those just to help try and build the audience for the show. Um, I know we have pretty much a core audience, I think, of between 60 and 100 people. On the Heroclix episodes, it spikes, but for the regular stuff, we're looking at around 60 to 100. So if you're one of the 60 to 100 subscribers, I really appreciate your patronage of the show, and I will strive to continue to give you some uh, good quality content. Anyways, thank you for joining me for episode 126. This was the solicitation issue, sorry, episode for uh, the March 2014 solicits for DC and Marvel. Uh, Thanks again for joining me. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.